0: Arizona Arizona Sports, sports. the The local local sports sports leader, leader. Burns and Gambo, the 4 O'Clock Reset, brought to you by Collins Comfort AC and
1: Plumbing, proud home services partner of the Arizona Cardinals, 4 O'Clock
0: Reset. Well, there's a lot of stuff that we've talked about today, there's a lot of stuff that we haven't talked about yet today, we put it all into one segment for you, we call it the 4 O'Clock Reset right here on the Burns and Gambo show, and let's talk about why we're here, we're in downtown Phoenix, right across the street from the Footprint Center, we're at the Ainsworth, where the Suns are opening up their season tonight against the Dallas Mavericks, the season opener for both of these teams. Of course, it was the Mavs that ended the Suns' dream season last year in the second round of the playoffs with a seven-game playoff victory. No Landry Schammett tonight for
1: the Suns. Maxi Kleber will play tonight for the Dallas Mavericks. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that Kleber will play. I don't know if they've announced it yet. Uh, But he was questionable for the game, but the word I got was that he was going to play. Yeah, that, uh, of
0: course, for the Mavs, it's Luka Doncic, it's former Suns center JaVale McGee. He is making his return tonight after signing a three-year deal with the Mavs in the offseason. And, of course, for the Suns, trying to get that bitter taste out of their mouths after what happened last year. Not that beating the Mavs is going to do it, but certainly it starts tonight, that's for sure. And we'll all be curious to see how Paul plays, how Eaton plays, Cam Johnson. Johnson in the starting lineup, the bench, the new look bench, no Jake Crowder. We just got done talking with James Jones about that. A lot of unanswered
1: questions, I think, about the Suns. We start I, getting answers yeah. tonight. Uh, listen, it was a long off season, especially after that humiliating loss. So it's good to finally get this season started so you can you have another game to think about and, and more stuff to look forward to and not have to look back on that game. All
0: right, tip-off is at 7 o'clock. You'll hear the call with the Hall of Famer Al McCoy right here on the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. Cardinals injury report going into tomorrow's Thursday night. Primetime game against the Saints, and it's a long one. Here are the guys who are out for the Cardinals. Hollywood Brown, we knew about. Dennis Gardeck is out. Rodney Hudson has been ruled out. Justin Pugh, we knew about. Daryl Williams has also been ruled out. As far as the guys who are game-time decisions, running back James Conner, game-day decision. Kicker Matt Prater, game-day game day decision. Offensive lineman Cody Ford still on the IR. They're
1: talking through whether to activate him to the roster yeah, for tomorrow's yeah. game or not. I, I reported the other day he was close. I kept hearing that he was close. But, you know, whether it's... Whether it's good enough to get him out there for this game or wait for the next one, I don't know. But he will be back very, very soon. You might have to go one more game without him. But if he can get back, that would really help, especially with the injury to Justin Pugh. Now,
0: Dennis Allen of the Saints ruled out wide receiver Michael Thomas, wide receiver Huge. Jarvis Landry, tight end Adam Troutman, guard Andrus Pete. He's been ruled out of the game. And cornerback Marshawn Lattimore, none of them will play for uh, against the Cardinals. They've got will a play. tight end out. That's it, good news for the that, Cardinals. That is good news for the Cardinals, yeah. yeah. Quarterback going to be a game time decision. Though I will tell you today, Andy Dalton practiced in full. Jameis Winston
1: was yeah. limited. That's why that day. Expect that it'll be. They haven't said it, but I, we, I would expect that it's going to be Dalton based on just how they practiced this week. Yeah. So obviously a big
0: mess for those two teams going into the Thursday night game with the injuries. All right, Major League Baseball. Here players. we go. Oh, the Padres Woo! a five run bottom of the fifth. Brandon Drury with a home run, <laughs> three RBIs in the game for Brandon Drury as part of that fifth you had a Soto RBI double Drury A two-run single. Josh Bell had an RBI single as well. They took it to the Phils, and this one's not over. It's only in the top of the sixth. But right now, San Diego looking up to even up the Series 1-1. One, one.
1: Phils, they were up 4 nothing in the second. And the Padres got the two in the second with the Drury homer. being one of them in the five runs here in the fifth. Uh, both starters are out of the game. I mean, Nola only Nola got rocked four and two-thirds, gave up six earned runs on seven hits, and then Blake Snell, he lasted five innings. He had that one bad inning, but he gave up uh, four runs in five innings, so both starters out of the game. Yep, and of course last night, the Phillies beat the Padres
0: two to nothing in game one of that series. Zach Wheeler was impressive. Really, the only offense of which to speak was Bryce Harper, who's having an amazing postseason so far for the Phillies, and of course, Kyle Schwarber, and there's still debates as to whether that ball has actually landed or whether that even exists with how hard he'd hit it. I'm, I'm not sure until around. Florida sometime tomorrow. think think your Orlando area. Perhaps. Then tonight. Game one this afternoon, I should say. Game one of the American League Championship Series between the Yankees and the Astros from Houston. Jameis Santalian and
1: Justin Verlander, the matchup for that game tonight. I mean, listen, last time Verlander pitched, he got hit pretty hard, I believe. I think he got hit hard in one of those uh, playoff games. So we'll see what happens. I mean, the Yankees, you know, obviously having to play yesterday and the rain delay and everything and then go into full five games with Cleveland, not set up that well. D.J. you not added to the postseason season roster. He's not in. No Chapman, I don't believe, either. So Yankees still very uh, decimated by injuries. Yep, so that game coming up at 4.30. We, of course, will keep you updated on
0: that one, as well as San Diego and Philly. That game, as I mentioned, is in the sixth inning right now. The opening night in the association was last night. The Lakers, embarrassed by the Uh, Warriors. Big three did good. The the big three did be well. Big three did good. uh, Russell Westbrook, after the game, blamed his hamstring injury on being forced to oh, play off the bench in that season finale. He's like, that's the only reason why my hamstring is hurting right now. Big three played well. LeBron James very blunt frank talk about his basketball team after the game saying we just don't have the kind of three-point shooting that we need around here teams are going to give us that three-point shot and we don't have the guys on this roster who can make those we have to figure out other ways to score out there
1: yeah lebron had 31 points 14 rebounds 8 assists ad at 27 russ had 19 points and 11 rebounds uh walker and pat bev got the start with them but just Golden State, you know, Curry at 33, and they're just a team. I mean, they move the ball around, they spread their scoring, they, a lot of assists. I mean, they're just a better team. So the Lakers, they're, they're very top-happy with those three guys, and they don't have much of a bench. And then, of course, the uh, the first game last
0: night, the Celtics won their first game under head coach Joe Missoula against the 76ers last night.
1: Yeah, they did. That was, uh, you know, we, the Sixers were, are, are a team that a lot of people are very high on. They think they have a chance to, to win it all this year. It's been such a good year for Philly, and then there was a lot of questions with, Boston and, 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 and Adoka and the coach being out, and you get the new coach that comes in, they win their first game in a rivalry game against the 76
0: Yeah, so tonight around the association and this afternoon, all sorts of interesting games to keep an eye on. The Magic at the Pistons, normally we wouldn't get all that excited about the Magic, but they've got a rookie that everybody can't wait to yeah, watch. Yeah, uh,
1: Brancaro. Uh, Brancharo, they're very excited about him, and they've had a, you know, the, the Mavs are one of those teams that have been for years, they've just, they've been so bad over the last 10 years, they've been so bad But they've been putting all these kids together, all these young kids together. And a lot of people feel like they, you know, based based because of Boncharo, but because of all the players that they've added over the last few years, that they're going to be an exciting team to watch. Yeah, uh, the Pelicans taking on the Nets this afternoon. That'll be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, I mean, the the Nets with KD. Is he going to stay the whole season? Will they trade him? And then Zion back with New Orleans. after getting his contract. Pelicans are a team to watch out for. We saw them in the playoffs last year. Give the Suns a fit. Give the Suns fits. Yeah, New Orleans might
0: really be a team to keep an eye on this year no doubt about that with what he might be able to do jamal murray's return of course with the denver that's nuggets why, they're taking on the jazz tonight that's why
1: so many people are picking the nuggets to get to the nba finals or at least the western conference finals because of the return of jamal murray
0: yep and then uh, rudy gobert making his debut with the minnesota timberwolves they take on the we'll Oklahoma see how State that winner. works uh-huh. we'll see how it
1: works they went all in for rudy gobert gave up all those draft picks and you know, we'll call Anthony Towns be a better player because Rudy Gobert is there. I mean, they're banking on having those those two big guys you know, playing together for a long time, so we'll see, but that should be, I think that will be an exciting team to watch. And then finally from the NFL,
0: Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson is day-to-day with a hamstring injury. I'm sure more on his status will be learned over the course of the week. And Jerry Jones is very hopeful that Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott will be able to return to the starting lineup Sunday against the Lions after missing the last five games with a thumb injury, it seems like all indications are he is a go for the Cowboys this week. Well, Cooper Rush did a good job. For them. They did really well without him. Yeah, really good job with I the backup
1: quarterback. thought the Cowboys were going to get buried without Dak. They did yeah. not at all. They're 4-2 yeah.
0: and they're in a real good
1: spot without him. They're, they're, they're fine. Yeah, they should be a playoff team if Dak come back, comes back and plays well. Yep. So that is your 4 o'clock reset. All of the top stories of the
0: day here on the Burns and Gambo show. When we come back, it is opening night for the Phoenix Suns. It's a rematch. It's revenge. It's Cam Johnson's debut as a starter. It's the new look Mavs and, in a way, the new look Suns, too. We'll preview tonight's game next on the Burns and Gambo show. Burns and Gambo, live at the Ainsworth downtown on Sunday, presented by Michelob Ultra. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. How big of a deal is tonight's game? So big that we're currently talking to a family from Sydney, Australia that made the trip all the way here. Yeah, and they
1: listen to the show well, every day. Yeah.
0: From I was from gonna Sydney, say, Australia. They made the trip down here, but it's actually up here. They made the trip up here yeah. from Sydney, Australia for tonight's home opener. That's so cool. <laughs> they just came around the corner and, and yeah, we listen to you every day from Sydney.
1: Oh. I don't know the Welcome. difference between up and down anywhere, so I always say I'm going down. Well what's what, what's Tucson? Tucson's Down well, is it down or up? But it's
0: kind of up because I think they're actually higher in elevation. technically, I know. So you can say down, yeah, please. Just you're going, whatever it's. fine. I I I don't know which is up and which is down. Really nice family from Sydney, Australia. I'm sorry for the record, guys. It is 10.17 in the morning in Sydney right now, so it's a morning show. Yeah, it's, oh so we're, see, see you said you'd never do a morning show. Oh, I never would. You swore I'll, uh, I'll never do a morning show. Well, I you're will, doing a I morning will. show. You're doing one in Australia. Wow right now. That's Australia.
1: and they they became fans of the Suns because of Charles, Charles Barkley. A Charles lot of Barclay. fans uh from Australia because I've, of Barkley.
0: I've heard there's actually a large contingent of Suns fans down in Australia. I've, I don't know where I've heard that. I don't know where I've seen that. But I've actually so it, I'm not.
1: I want to ask you if they've ever had a Vegemite and sandwich. It's, it's not. Yeah, a, they has. It good. Uh, yeah, they said it's good, up, huh? Yeah, yeah. Doesn't sound good. No, it doesn't. A Vegemite and Sandwich. It's just a Vegemite.
0: Vegemite. Yeah, not a Vegemite and just a Vegemite. Vegemite. Vegemite Vegemite Sandwich. sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah, the, <laughs> the people you bump into when you're at the Ainsworth across the street. Exactly. Which is where we're at. We're across the street from Footprint Center. Tonight, the big opener for the Suns against the Mavs. We've got not one, but two Valley Devin Booker jerseys that we're giving away. Uh, we've got a QR code that you just scan right here when you come in to see us. So you're on your way to downtown Phoenix you're going to the game tonight, or you just want a place to hang out and watch the game tonight, get in here and scan the code and see if you can win one of these jerseys that we're giving away tonight, because it's opening day, Gambo. We're ready. It's here. And um, I want to get past the memory of that humiliation in Game 7 against the Mavs. So the sooner they play, the better. I know. But we both acknowledge that is
1: not an itch that gets scratched tonight, is it? Not for them. I mean, you. it's done. It's over. For them, Like you, you lost. Like You beat the Mavericks. You can't sit there and go, ah, oh, we beat you. <laughs> okay. Okay. I punked you in game seven of the playoffs. <laughs> like, we went to the Western Conference finals. You went home. You went fishing. So I don't think that there's anything. You, you move. I mean, think both teams, too. I don't think you. you what the Mavericks They didn't win a championship. They nope. didn't get by Golden State. You got one round further than the Suns did. You beat them. But there's still. There's bigger fish to fry for both teams. Yeah, I agree. And, and I think the revenge angle. And I, I was. It, Devin Booker was asked about
0: it during shoot around. And he's like, yeah, it's revenge. It's, this, this isn't a. About revenge tonight against the Dallas Mavericks. This is just about getting our season off to a good start tonight.
2: No, I don't see it. I'm not so a couple of days ago that people are going to be looking at this as the revenge game, but win or loss is one game of the season. You know, it's not the playoffs, it's not anything special, to be honest, besides starting a new season. And, um, Gonna have another one Friday, another one Sunday, and, uh, and
0: the season's gonna keep going. Yeah, it's almost like books saying, "Yeah, you know, okay, but man, the grind of the season." And, and let's be honest, it's a grind, right? Because as soon as they're done with Dallas tonight, they get a day off. Then they got the Clippers, or not the Clippers? I'm sorry, the um, the Trailblazers, Portland. Then the, Clippers, yes, then the Clippers, then the Clippers, then the Warriors. Yes, then the Pelicans. That I mean, it's it's so it's not about. You know, let's get revenge, because you're not. You're not going to get revenge. You beat Dallas tonight. You can't say, ah, okay, we got you. We're even now. No, you're not. We humiliated you in game six and seven. Nothing's even. There's been no revenge. You can't make that go away. It might make you feel a little bit better for your fan to see them win tonight, but to think that it
1: evens the score or anything, it doesn't. There's no evening the score, but there's the, there's the, okay, now we can move on. We can officially move on now. You know, that's not the last game we played. This is the last game we played. So, you know, for all this time, the last memory anybody have of the Suns playing basketball is being humiliated at home by the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic and being punked like that and all the memes and everything. So to get the, to get past that and, you, and, and play this game tonight, like Book said, one of 82. But even last year, you go look at their games against Milwaukee. They put a lot of effort into beating Milwaukee that first time they played them, and they beat him pretty good. So you know that that was in the back of their minds when they were playing the Bucks. Look, they were they were a very revenge-oriented team, I think, last year,
0: and, and not just with the Bucks, but with any team that they played to beat them during the regular season. Uh, I mean, Devin Booker made it a point to fly all the way across the country to play against the Miami Heat when he was coming off the injury list because they had lost to them earlier in the season. I, I just think this year now the, the disappointment of how last year ended is 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 a bigger factor than let's go get revenge. And I think number two, look, more important than that, They've got stuff they've got to figure out about their roster. All right, Cam Johnson a in the lot. starting lineup should be good, but how does that impact the bench? Where do they get their scoring off the bench? Where's you know Chris Paul? Are they trying to preserve him? Do they save him? DeAndre Ayton, his role. They do have a lot of things
1: they kind of need to figure out about themselves when they start this. I season. think the bench is a big concern for me. I mean, I you know I, I thought they had a really good and deep bench last year, but you know some guys. You didn't have Dario all year, and then campaign took a step back. Uh, that really struggled. Landry Shamit, who they got last year and paid a lot of money to, was never consistent all year long. So there are question marks this year. This campaign question marks. We asked James Jones about that just a short time ago. Um, JaVel McGee was a terrific backup center for you. He's not your backup center now. Nope. It's probably Landale and Bismack Biyombo. So how do they play those guys? So I I am curious where the, the bench scoring will come from, how many, to, how many of the starters are going to play with the bench? Is there a way for Monty to take some of the pressure off that bench by making sure that there's always a book or a poll on the court with them or a Cam Johnson who's going to play with them? So I'm going to really pay attention to how many minutes those guys are on the court with other players up from the starting five. You mentioned our conversation
0: with James. I was also interested in his answer about DeAndre Ayton because he acknowledged Ayton gets up for this. He gets up for opening day, and he gets up for the Mavs because of the Luca thing. I-, I didn't think that was still a thing. I think more than anything for Aiton, it's okay, big fella, you got your contract. You got paid. I don't know if that drastically changes his role with the Suns. I don't know if his role can drastically change with the Suns, but I'm curious to see if they look to truly maximize eight in starting tonight because I, I think you and I both agree for this team to get better this year, if that's even possible, the improvement's going to have to come from within, and one of the guys who can probably improve more than anybody is DeAndre in terms of how they use him and, and how aggressive he He's got the he most is? room to grow.
1: Absolutely. I think he does. I think he has the most room to grow out of all the players. Now you can say Cam Johnson because he's going to be in the starting lineup, um, and Cam's worked really hard in his defense and everything. But I think that I think that DeAndre's got the most room to grow as a player, and I think he's a top five center in this league. Can he get to a level of a Jokic or an Embiid? Probably not, but he's a level below those guys, and I still think that there's a lot that he can do to help this team. He's got to get the touches, though. I don't want I, I don't want to see DeAndre would always have a good first quarter, and then they would go then he'd go to the bench and he'd come back and it was like he was still on the bench, yeah, like he just. Went Get any touches, so if he goes and gets you eight, ten points in the first quarter, and then he goes to the bench. When you bring him back, let's not forget that he's out there because I think a lot of times they would go away from him.
0: Um, I think campaign is a very important player to start watching tonight. Huge, this is huge, such a yeah. moment for him, such a moment for him. Let's see how he responds. To that from Dallas's side of things, they've changed. Jalen Brunson is now in New York. Christian Wood is here now. Maxi Kleba, your reporting is going to play tonight. Davis Bertans is. Out. he will not play. Of course, JaVale McGee is there now. Um, I imagine they're counting quite a bit on Tim Hardaway Jr. He was hurt when these two teams yeah. played in the postseason, mm-hmm. and I would think they're counting on him
1: to kind of replace some of what they lost. A lot. With Jalen Brunson, a right? Lot. Yeah, he's going to be the first guy off the bench for them is what my expectations are, based on what I've been told. to be the first guy off the bench. They're looking for him to, to be that scorer. They're going to want more threes from him, so keep an eye on how many threes that Hardaway takes tonight. They really want to lean on him to shoot that three a little bit more and be that scorer off the bench and then of course with the Mavs in town tonight it means the
0: return of Luka Doncic he was public enemy number one around here for a couple of weeks back in the early part of the summer what's changed about his game and what's changed about them with Luka we'll talk about that next here on the Burns and Gambo show Burns and Gambo live at the Ainsworth downtown on Sunday presented by Michelob Ultra
2: Arizona Sports, the Local Sports Network. That's
0: us and that's where we're at. We're at the Ainsworth 2nd Street in Jefferson. We're right across the street from Footprint Center and we'll be here right up until 630. We've got uh, bonus Burns and Gambo tonight as we take you up until Suns pregame. And if you missed our really insightful conversation not trying to like pat ourselves on the back, but I thought it was a really good interview with James Jones because we covered a lot of topics that I think if you're a Suns fan you're going to want to hear. We're going to replay that bad boy for you at 5 o'clock tonight. So coming up in Just about half hour. Uh, You're going to want to keep it right here if you missed it, because we got into all of it with James. Uh, Cam, Jay, Chris Pauls, you know, keeping them fresh. All of it. Uh, We covered it all. So that's coming up at 5 o'clock. Let's send it back to the Yachin Community Studios get an update on our Twitter poll. Question of the day with Eric.
1: Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll update presented by Sanderson Ford.
0: And it looks like you added another one. So whatever you want to do there, Eric, is 100% up to you.
2: We'll uh, we'll go quickly with the first one just to revisit it. It's a simple how many games do the Suns win this year. There were four options, 40 or fewer, 41 to 47, 48 to 54, and 55 or more games. You guys, your specific win predictions, Burnsy, you went with 53 wins. Gambo, you went with 54. Before. Has mm. anything changed over the last couple hours? No. Just, <laughs> did they make
0: a trade we don't know about? <laughs> say, just making sure. No, and, and I saw on Twitter, you went with 50, and Correct. Mitch went with 49, right? That is true. Okay. Ooh, Mitch went 49? He's, Nug- he, he's a Nuggets fan. He's, Can
2: confirm that I am a cynic.
0: He's a cynic and a Nuggets fan. He's so tired he's,
2: of the Broncos talk, Gambo. A little he's blinded
0: by them. his own light. Um, blinded by the light. He, he was. Uh, <laughs> exactly. what. Uh, so is it... Uh, The 54, the the third one still leading the way. Yeah,
2: 48 to 54 is 59% of it. 28% of it's 55 or more. Split 12% between the bottom two. But we have a question about tonight specifically. Simply, who scores more points? Devin Booker or Luka Doncic?
0: We're about to have a Luka Doncic conversation. Yeah, Luka. Uh... Yeah, Luca. Luca scores more points tonight. This one
2: very early returns, but leading the way, fifty-seven point one percent is Luca. Forty-two point nine percent with book.
0: All right, that's uh, good ones. Both of our poll questions you can find on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page, which is run by Mitch and Eric, and they're both back there in the studio. Here, here comes Luca and Mikel Bridges. Yesterday, talking about the return of, of truly one of the best players in the NBA.
2: Nice, Jason his own pace, he just knows the game so well, he just could pass so well, even at the last second, when his foot on to come back down, he finds everybody, man. He just kind of saw when he first came to the league, but he even made crazy strides since his rookie year, so he just does everything really well and can't really speed him up.
0: All of the stuff he does to draw calls aside, yeah. he is a tremendously talented, ultimately watchable basketball player. I mean, the kind of guy you just you can't take your eyes off of uh, him when he's out there.
1: Skill, strength, finesse. I mean, the, the ball handling, footwork, step back three, isolation. I mean, everything that he does is just remarkable. And for him to be this good is incredible. Uh, one of the best players in the, in the league by far. Uh, I was reading something on just his isolation. He isolated... On a league-leading 1,027 plays last season, and they generated an average of 1098 points on those possessions. Second among 43 players with at least 300 ISOs, he's the best isolation player out there. He's too strong, and he's too fi- and he's got the finesse too, right? So he's got he's got he's got power and he's got speed. So and not really speed, but the finesse part of it. Like he can make you think he's going to shoot the ball, and he's then he goes up and around. He doesn't dunk the ball. It's interesting. He Only had seven dunks last year, but he, but he's one of the best and most efficient scorers five feet away from the rim. So he loves to get to the rim and just float it up and in, float it up and in. And then that step back three is a staple of what he does. But he's not a, seven dunks the entire season. So it is interesting that, you know, that he continues to get better, continues to improve, his game continues to uh, transcend the sport because there's just nobody in the league that is like him with what he's able to do. No, there's not and and you know
0: for uh, i'll never forget i think as long, as long as i'm in this industry and i've been in it a long time so have you i don't think i'll ever forget that moment during last year's playoffs where you finally said okay that's it I, any conversation about aiton and luka and whether it's, the, it's done just forget done. it that's yeah. you know that's th- we're not having that conversation anymore and it was probably overdue to hear something like that but it's it's just no more talk about well aiton would have been the better fit or or you know well maybe eating this maybe eating that let's see what happens 5 years from now yeah no luca is a generational transcendent talent who you know th- there've been some questions and we'll talk about this a little later some questions in dallas about hey you better start to win in the postseason with him now before he gets kind of the happy yeah. feet and starts looking around a little bit um, because, you know, he's, he's going into his own big contract. And if they don't start to win some games in Dallas, there's a fear that maybe he gets a little antsy and decides he wants to go
1: somewhere where there are going to win more games than they Well Well, I think he's been – I think last year was a great step that they made it to the Western Conference Finals. And they're pre- preaching some patience with him. Now, that's, this is why they let Brunson go. The cat sat on the they, did, they liked Brunson, but they didn't want to pay him an amount of money that would have prevented them from being able to bring another great talent along with Luka after next season. There's going to be a tremendous free-aging class after 2023. 20, uh, so after that twenty three season, there's going to be a tremendous free-aging class, and they want to be in on that. So the Mavs, they, you know, and Luka knows this, we're going to build a good team, we're going to get some players, but we're not going to commit to any one player, because they really believe that they're going to be able to go get another true star with Luca in that class. So you've got to get through this season and the next season, and then they think they'll be able to get that guy to play with Luca. And it's a big, big free agent class.
0: Yeah, and it's it's a big gamble. And that's kind of I mean that's the reason why they brought in Nico Harrison, who's running their basketball operations over there because he's got these ties with Nike and he knows all these superstar players. It's it's very similar to Leon Rose in New York. York right former agent who 's expected to have yeah. kind of the contacts and the lure to bring guys in it's it 's kind of the similar design um i it 's just every time we talk about luca i mean look I, I get it we were all super annoyed about Luka last year during the postseason and the and the flopping and, and that was going both ways, don't kid yourself the Suns were doing it too, right? Book was doing it too, but his ability and I, I hate heaping praise on him because he was just so annoying last year that series when it was two games to none, think about the narrative as it relates to Luka during that playoff series, oh they're targeting him, they're going after him, they're wearing him down defensively and by the end of the game he's exhausted and he can't do anything and the suns are exposing that it felt so like like almost a certainty that the suns were going to beat the Mavs because of specifically what they were doing to Luca. how he flipped that how he turned that, how they turned that around by Game 4, Game 5 of that series. Nobody was talking about Luka getting tired. Nobody was talking about Luka getting exposed on the defensive end, right? I, I mean, that was. think about how strong a narrative that was in Games 1 and Games 2. Luka and the Mavs, and to J-Kid's credit, they found the secret ingredient to make it happen.
1: They flipped that narrative in a heartbeat last yeah. year during the playoffs. They did a really good job of not having him chase a whole bunch of cutters and things like that. So they did a real good job on that. I think it you know so they you know they, they knew that they know when McHale would cut so they put him on him at certain times but they had a really good game plan to free up Luca and they were able to do that and that was a uh, and that was a big key too was making sure that, that, that he wasn't getting worn out on the defensive end and, and they were able to do it. So they built they let Brunson go. They bring in Wood they bring in Jafelle McGee. They'll be a good team this year. They'll win a lot of basketball games probably fifty get in the playoffs again may get bounced on the first or second round. They're not ready to win it right now, but they do have. They have told. They have set Luca down and said, "Hey, the, we've got a bunch of guys we're going to target. You know, the, whether it's Jason Tatum or somebody else, they really feel like they could go get another great player, and that'll be okay." Now he's signed for a number of years, so you don't have to worry about him hitting free agency next year or the year after. Um, but they, but it, it, you, you've got to play this out if you're Dallas because that guy that they're going to put with Luca to help him win a championship, that guy's not. He's that guy's not available right now.
0: Adam. Sandler. Chandler is coming to the Footprint Center on December 11th. Tickets are now on sale. You can win a pair of tickets by heading to the contest page at ArizonaSports.com. For the Arizona Cardinals, it's all about their wide receivers tomorrow. D-Hop and how much he's going to contribute. Robbie Anderson and how much he's going to play. And Greg Dortch and whether he's going to get a look or not. We'll explain next on the Burns and Gambo Show.
2: and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader.
0: Of course, in the midst of all this Suns opening day mania we got going on here as we're across the street from the Footprint Center here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Of course, tomorrow... Tomorrow's a big day for the Arizona Cardinals. It's, it's a must-win game. I mean, it's there's no ifs. There's no ands. There's no buts about it. They lose tomorrow. We're in here on Friday you know, talking about yeah. a season that is destined for a top-ten draft pick and are they going to trade guys at the deadline.
1: I mean, it seems like there's that much on the line tomorrow. So this morning I went on ESPN Radio in New Orleans, in oh. Louisiana. They they called me to have me come on. and So I did, and, and, I, and I said that. I said it feels like if the Cardinals lose this game, I think that's it. I don't think they're going to come back. He goes, it's the same feeling here for the Saints, that if you lose this game, it's just too much ground to make up. Even though you're still only a couple of games out of first place, the the, the prospect of having to win 8 out of 10 or 7 out of 3 just doesn't seem doable. It just doesn't seem doable. So I, I think, uh, you know, when I said that, it's the same feeling here in New Orleans. It's almost like this is an elimination game, that whoever loses this game is for all intent and purposes done with, from making the playoffs. Yeah,
0: and, and look, I, I understand how it will be spun. And, and what you said a second ago, people will look at the division and say, yeah, but there are only X number of games out of first in their own division. How, you can, how can you say that they're out of it? But, but you have to start doing math, and you start saying, okay, even to get to nine wins, here's the win-loss record they have to play at the rest of the year. To get to 10 wins, here's what they have to do. And then you have to ask yourself the very real question. You lose tomorrow night. I mean, look, they've they've played, I keep throwing the stat out there, but they've played 366 minutes of football this year. They've had the lead for about 15 minutes. Right. Okay, I mean, it's like they're one miracle fourth quarter against the Raiders away from having one win on the season. I mean, they've they've done very little right this year. What would it? Be about this football team that would make people say, "Yeah, all they need to do is go eight and two, seven and three, and they're right
1: back." I mean, how do you say I, that I, about a team of that? That's two and five. How do you say that about a team that's two or three games under five hundred that they're all of a sudden yeah. going to play? They're going to play to a winning percentage of eight hundred. You're going to have to win 80% of your games. And you still got to play Tom Brady and the Bucks. You got to play on the road at Minnesota. You haven't played San Francisco yet. You got to play them twice. Mm -hmm. You still got to play the Rams. Like, what would make anybody think that they're going to go 8 2? That's why this is such a pivotal game to win this game. Yep.
0: And we've had this game circled for a long time on the calendar because it's the return of DeAndre Hopkins. He's back. He's going to play. Uh, How well he plays, uh, uh, Jess Root over Cards Wide com did a really nice job of looking back at the season debuts of D-Hop the last couple of years. He's been really, really good in Game 1. Um, last year, Six catches eighty yards two touchdowns year before his Cardinals debut fourteen catches one hundred and fifty one yards two thousand and nineteen for the Texans eight catches one hundred and eleven yards two touchdowns i it, it I get it there's a layoff with him it 's been
1: nine ten months since he 's played a football game it 's not an injury but it, and that 's a great point it 's not an injury it 's not like he's coming back from an ACL tear or an Achilles or a shoulder it 's it's, it's not an injury yeah. Yep. it's just he got suspended. PEDs. I could right. It's but it's not. He, he's not been rehabbing anything. No, he's it's not, not been... like I'm not going to feel. I'm not going to. I'm not going to feel comfortable going out there and making a cut. You know, because my knee is a little wobbly. It doesn't like it's not that. It's he was suspended. It's not an injury. I don't expect him. You know, I think I expect that he's going to come out and be be him his normal self in this game.
0: Now, Robbie Anderson just acquired a couple of days ago in the trade with the Carolina Panthers. Cliff today. Um, said that Anderson, if he plays, it, it won't be a lot. We're still trying to get him kind of acclimated to the system. And if Anderson doesn't play a lot, that could open things up for Greg Dortch. Uh,
2: yeah, I think he's a guy who we, we can count on uh, if we need to and obviously have A.J. still.
0: Now, the reason I'm bringing up Greg Dorch, via NFL Next Gen stats, I saw this tweeted out today by Bleacher Report Gridiron. No wide receiver in the NFL has created more separation than Greg Dortch. And Kyler Moore's like, really? I haven't seen him at all. <laughs> <That's> the, see, <laughs> damn you, because that's the first thing I thought of when I saw this tweet. I swear. It's he's a, wide open. It's I like, didn't a, it's see like it. the first thing I thought of. is like, well, I mean, so what if he's. It doesn't matter if he's got eight no. yards of separation. If Kyler doesn't see him, what's the point? I didn't know that. I didn't see the guy. No, because because another guy who's on this list, as a matter of fact, number five on the list, wide receivers creating the most separation, Rondell Moore. 3.9 yards of separation. Uh, is, I only see him when he's behind the line of scrimmage. Because <laughs> it's easy for me to see him. I, it's And we're not making fun of Kyler's height, but we are suggesting, and we've talked about this many times, is Kyler really seeing the field? Not because he's 5'11", no. but because he, is he no. making his progressions? Is he no. knowing where to look for the no. open guy? And, no. you know, Greg Dorch can get as open as he wants. It, if Kyler's not making the progressions to see him, it doesn't matter whether he's getting that open or not, right?
1: Yeah, no, this this is, the, like I said, I mean, you, there's there's a level of blame that goes around. He's played terrible. I mean, his mechanics, his footwork are off. He doesn't look confident, um, looks scared of the rush at times. they got to get this fixed. He's really regressed. Now, you could say it's not all on Kyler, but I, I put the majority of the blame on Kyler based on looking at game film. And being able to go over all of these plays and like, this guy, you missed him. You missed him. You missed him. There's plays to be made. Kyler's not seeing it. I mean, Kyler does not make the right decision. With the ball, uh, more times than not, Kyler makes the wrong decision on where to go with the ball. More times than not. So if you break down every single play, the majority of the time, there is a better play to be had, but he's not getting to it. He's not seeing it. So I think he makes more. Most of his throws are not to the guy it's supposed to be to. Yeah, the word that, that Dan Orlovsky used a couple of weeks ago, man, it's just
0: stuck in my head, recess. You know, it's just got that whole kind of recess feel to it uh for the cardinals um the injury report is out rodney hudson is out he's not going to play we already know justin Pugh is out so it's going to be sean harlow max garcia unless cody ford is ready to go cliff wouldn't commit to that one way or another said they're still talking through whether to activate him on the roster or not you've been saying for the last couple days it's going to be close with cody very
1: close yeah very close. I, I don't know if he'll play or not. They may give him another week, uh, but they'd like to get him back with the Justin Pugh injury. Prater and Connor seem like you know that that really will be a game time decision. I'm trying to find out now. I got some messages in to see if I can find out anything because sometimes we can. Um, but I do think that Ford is is somebody are not ready to commit to now that he's going to play in this game. But it is a it is a possibility.
0: Daryl Williams, the backup running back, has been ruled out. Yes. Dennis Gardeck, linebacker, has been ruled out. Of course. Marquise Brown. We already know he's out. And as you mentioned, James Conner, game day decision. Kicker Matt Prater I will never mock kickers again. Ever. I say, I remember doing this last year. Remember when they were missing their long snapper and Andy Lee and the whole operation was messed up. Man, your kicker matters. Having Matt Prater out there
1: matters. He's a game time decision. We'll see if he can yeah, play. There's I mean, just no confidence in, in these guys. And you bring in somebody and clear Cliff doesn't have the confidence in these other guys. That is your injury
0: report and it's- brought to you by the Arizona Department of Health Services. Get boosted. COVID-19 booster doses are recommended for ages 5 and older. Find a location near you at azhealth.gov slash findvaccine. James Jones, a full to-do list, and the season is here. What's the latest with Jake Crowder? Why did Cam Johnson not get an extension? And what does he want to see out of DeAndre Ayton? James Jones, general manager of the Suns, conversation you're not going to want to miss next on the Burns and Gambo Show.